the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello everybody and welcome. We are here today to discuss the wonderful news that there has been a date set in stone June 9th, 2023 for the next Star Trek movie. Now, there is going to be so many bits of news coming over the next couple of years. There's going to be announcements, there's going to be confirmations, there's going to be retractions, there's going to be everything, as is the case with normal filmmaking. However, what we've done today is we put together a little list of things that we feel are pretty essential that the new film will have to address. It has been confirmed that it's a J.J. Abrams produced project. Now, nothing more than that has been confirmed, but we are going to be treating today's list as if we're looking at a Kelvinverse film. So if you want to switch off, that's grand. Just remember to check us out on Twitter. In the meantime, however, I am Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here is the Star Trek 2023 movie, Eight Things We Need to See. Eight, Chekhov's storyline resolved. Now, as you will be aware, we sadly lost Anton Yelchin in 2016, who was killed in an accident at his home. Now, this tragic event has left a narrative hurdle that the movie's gonna have to jump over. What they could choose to do is maybe go with the same route that they did that, you know, when Leonard Nimoy passed away before the production of Star Trek Beyond, they found a really, a really moving way to have a tribute to him and actually make his passing part of the plot of the film. Now, there's nothing at all saying they couldn't do the same thing with Chekhov. Chekhov, of course, has been one of the main crew for almost 60 years now, so to have him simply not appear in the film, this is something that will need to be addressed. Now, there is something that we will come back to in another entry on this list of a suggestion of how they might do this. Seven, time travel. Now, for almost as long as there's been talk of the new film coming, there has been talk of Chris Hemsworth reprising the role of George Kirk. Now, the funny thing is that when he played George Kirk in Star Trek 2009, this was not the 
A-list star that is in Hollywood today. But he hadn't hit the Marvel heights. Now, of course, he very much is pure A-list gold. If we have Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth appearing together in this film, that it stands to reason that they're both going to be pretty significant parts, which would in our opinion, necessitate time travel. Now that's great, that could see the return of the USS Kelvin. Of course, that's the ship where George served on. Or it could appear at another point in time. I mean, George Kirk looked to be at least in his 30s by the time of the arrival of Nero, which is plenty of life to explore. But also, to be honest, just the idea of a time travel movie featuring Kirk or Kirk's moving through different time periods sounds like a lot of fun. And also, Star Trek's got a pretty good track record with turning time travel movies into their fourth film. The one with the whales. Six, pre-Kelvin Starfleet. In a way, this is the lead on from the preceding point about time travel. But if you think of what Star Trek Beyond brought to this mini franchise, I'll call it for a moment, it's the USS Franklin, Captain Balthazar Edison, and the Makos who had fought in the Zindi Wars, which of course is a complete tie-in to Enterprise's third season. The time between the end of Enterprise and the beginning of the original series is largely unexplored in Star Trek's history. In These Are the Voyages, Archer speaks at the inauguration ceremony for the Federation, which is fantastic. And we know that the USS Franklin has to have been in service after Enterprise. You know, it's got a higher registry for one. And also, even though it's a warp four starship, Enterprise was the first deep space starship, they lead on from each other naturally. But what went on in this time? And we don't, you know, this is, you know, one of the sad things about obviously Enterprise being cancelled when it was, is that it was beginning to explore this. It's something that Strange New Worlds, of course, could pick up on. We already have the precedent there. And if we've got a couple of Kirks hopping through time, what is to say that they couldn't go back even further? See, the building of the Kelvin. See what happened before that. This is something that we feel is essential for really understanding the context of the Star Trek universe. Five, Star Trek of the future. Now, in almost the complete opposite of that, what about in the Kelvin universe after the adventures of Kirk? Now, there was some cool concept art, or even it could have been just online, just designing in general versions of say what a galaxy class might look like in the kelvin universe but there's already an established potential future enterprise on show in the kelvin universe and now i'm not talking about the enterprise a which was designed by sean hargreaves which we will get to if you think of in the prime timeline you have 1701 which is a constitution class and 1701a which is a repurposed uss yorktown again constitution class then you have the USS Enterprise B, which is Excelsior class. Now, in the Kelvin universe, in 2009, when the fleet engages to go to Vulcan for their somewhat ill-fated rescue mission, we find out that there is a ship called the USS Excelsior. Although it is not really, it's not really given much time on screen, you know, you get a nice shot of it, but it doesn't exactly linger. That, in theory, would be the next class of ship along the line, if they're gonna to stick to the parallels between the Prime and the Kelvin universes. What does this universe look like in the future? Are we gonna see 
in an Excelsior class Enterprise B? Are we going to see some sort of a tease of the Ambassador, Galaxy and Sovereign classes? Who knows? Because the films have really relegated themselves to those couple of years, it would be good to get a bit more of an expansion. We've mentioned going back in time, but what would a future look like as well in the Kelvin universe? And that is something that again, could be explored in great detail and great fun. Four, William Shatner. This is not just a case of fanboy casting. Oh, you know, let's bring him back and everything. There could be a very, very cathartic way to bring Shatner back to the franchise. He's still alive and well, he's still kicking. He just celebrated his 90th birthday and doesn't look like he's got any signs of stopping anytime soon. So the idea of you know, having him come up here on the set is not that outlandish. You know, I think gone are the days where we had in Starter Generations, DeForest Kelly was unable to get insurance to appear in the film, which of course was very, very sad. It meant we didn't get Dr. McCoy in Starter Generations. However, frankly, healthcare has gotten better since the 90s. Again, not to beat a dead horse with this time travel thing here, but if he goes into the future, the character of Kirk now goes into the future, we know it's been established in Star Trek Beyond that William Shatner's Kirk is future Kirk insofar as the picture that Spock looks at from Spock Prime's personal effects. It's that promo shot from Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. And there is William Shatner on screen. Whether he comes back or not, having Kirk meet a different version of himself would be not only just fantastic fan service, but also similar to the role that Spock Prime played in Star Trek 2009, it could be an excellent way of maybe getting Kirk back on track. He's lost his ship at the end of Beyond, even though the A has been built. We know for some reason or another, he's going to lose one of his crew members, again with the loss of Anton Yelchin. That's enough to throw any captain for a loop. Having a bit of advice from his own older self could just be exactly what he needs. Three, George Takei, Walter Koenig, and Nichelle Nichols. Now, we may be veering wildly into just fan service and wouldn't this be nice territory here, but bear with me for a second. These three actors, again, they, they are as much of the makeup of Star Trek as Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, or William Shatner were, and of course, James Doohan as well. They don't get sung enough, if you like, in the franchise itself. George Takei, of course, returned for Voyager's flashback episode, which was a lot of fun. But on screen, Starter Generations was Walter Koenig's last appearance, and Starter the Undiscovered Country was Nichelle Nichols' last appearance. Of the three, probably the least likely to return is Nichelle Nichols, who is quite unwell with dementia at time of recording. Now, if there's a way that they could find to work around this, that would be, it would be a beautiful tribute, of course, because the impact that Nichelle Nichols has had on cinema, let alone Star Trek as a franchise, would be just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to see her on screen one more time. Now, that is potentially up to the Star Trek gods, who knows, and that might be a little bit too far into the wouldn't it be nices slightly more realistic would be George Takai. I mean, the man's more healthy than I am. You know, like, there's no question whatsoever that he'd be available to basically school some people on how to fly the ship. Oh, I just want to see George Takai. Just that voice. Seeing Sulu back. And also, I won't lie, it would be kind of fun to see William Shatner and George Takai in a film together. 
but maybe that's just a bit of devilment on my part of you. Walter Koenig, however, now this is something I alluded to earlier. If you, Anton Yelchin's Chekhov has passed away off screen between Star Trek Beyond and Star Trek IV, although he will not appear, there is nothing to say that they couldn't potentially meet an older prime universe Chekhov as a way of you know offering a tribute to Anton Yelchin's Chekhov and also a bit of a what if in in the Kelvin context now this might be a bittersweet appearance you know but I think of the three that might potentially be the best route to go down yes it would be starting from a sad place but it could end up being a beautiful, beautiful tribute to bring Walter Koenig back to the franchise. Two, a new Enterprise. Now, one of the biggest teases that Star Trek Beyond has left us with is that beautiful shot at the end of Sean Hargreaves' design at the Enterprise A. Now, this is a beefed up version of the, you know, the USS Enterprise in the Kelvin universe. Now, if you think back to the motion picture, so all the way back to 1979, hop in your time machines there, and you think of the change that went between Matt Jeffrey's original Enterprise and his redesign for the movie, having gone through the phase two redesigns as well. That version of the Enterprise is a beefed up version of the original one, but again, keeps that sleek, slick look. So it's a little bit similar to what's going on here. Ben Robinson, who runs the, the fantastic Eagle Moss Star Trek collection, he has said that as before the announcement of this film, as it stands, they wouldn't probably be releasing a model of the Enterprise A owing to the fact that it was probably going to change in appearance going into a new film. So combining the tease that we got and beyond with what Ben Robinson has said, what are we going to get? We need to see this ship. We want to see it in action. We want to see more than just it going to warp for a moment. On that, but in terms of the Kelvin universe in general, there has been some wonderful, fantastic shots, of course, of the ships with the advancement in CGI, that particularly the Kelvin universe has had over some of the original films. Give us some of them there beauty shots, will you? One, multiverse storytelling. Alex Kurtzman gave an interview recently in which he said that the line between the movie and TV iterations of Star Trek is gone. This is huge news, guys. This is huge news. Because if you think, right, Star Trek Picard's first episode, so we're talking 2020 here, was the first time that we saw a sovereign class ship on television. Think about it, it's the model in his library archive. But it had not appeared in the TV show before. It didn't appear in Enterprise, it didn't appear in Voyager, because the movie universe was separate from the TV universe. It was a rights issue. Now, obviously, again, we had in Star Trek Discovery's third season, it was an out-and-out -out name call of the Kelvin universe. We had this commander, this beautiful Betelgeusean right here, in an early TNG era costume. However, David Cronenberg, still refusing to say his name, fine, Kovic, says that he came from a universe that was created by a Romulan mining ship going back in time. That is the first explicit reference to the Kelvin universe on screen, not including those Klingon guns from Star Trek Lower Decks. In theory, 
We could have the Kelvin Enterprise rock up in the middle of Picard's new season, probably more likely in Star Trek's Strange New Worlds. You know, you could see the Disco Era Enterprise with the Kelvin Enterprise meeting off against each other. Now, I've seen the specs. One is going to slightly dwarf the other one, but who cares at this point? Let's get the family together. That's the main thing about multiverse storytelling, and particularly in Star Trek. There is a feeling that accidentally things landed in different universes. Let's bring them together. Star Trek's been very good for crossovers in general in history. Now, it took a while. Unfortunately, it kind of took the passing of Gene Roddenberry to let that happen because he was quite against having the original and next-gen crews meet each other. But since then, they've really managed to handle it very, very well. Zachary Quinto, for example, has gone on the record to say that he would love to reprise the role of Spock even on TV. Now, this may be wishful thinking. This may be fanboying. None of what I have said today may come to pass. I mean, I'm pretty psychic, so we'll see. We'll see how well this ages. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.